Hey folks, hope your Q3 and Q4 is off to a good start. We just wrapped up Founder 500 in Austin, Texas. Hundreds of bootstrap founders showed up. It was an amazing time. I loved meeting so many of you. This interview today is a recording from that session, which you're going to love because now we have visuals, we have the founder teaching, and I made every single speaker include their revenue graphs and real artifacts in their presentations. Without further ado, let's jump in. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. We've got speaker Ben Carpel of Galleon, whose revenue is north of $1 million. Let's give it up for Ben. Uh, hey, guys. Thanks. So uh, we are Galleon. Uh, a couple of the teams are here, partners Simran and David in the audience as well. Galleon's a uh, SaaS for e-commerce companies, so we help... Um, E-commerce has to get from point A to point B, the parcels in the cardboard box, so we help people basically save time, save money, and get better intel on uh, shipping, which is one of the most painful parts of e-commerce. Today, though, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about um, a little bit of this conference, the founder path and the product of um, how you... Well, first quick question. How many of you guys uh, have 5 10% or majority stake in a business, um, if not now, or will you in the future? Good to know. Um, anyone had a previous exit before to private equity as well? Great. So that's helpful. I'm going to talk a lot about kind of the evolution of the, f- the financial tools and products that are out there and that are available to you. So in um, the context was prior to the SaaS world as a SaaS entrepreneur, I was an investor. So know a little bit what I'm talking about. I can frame that in what was available to you at the time, and then why there was actually a big dilemma with the old style of products. Now, there is this new world that FounderPath and Pipe and Espresso and a few others have to get you um, with your ownership in your business. You can unlock that, diversify into other investments, whether that's real estate, the broader public equities, your dream home, um, and we'll talk a little bit about how you might want to pick those. And once you have the money, we'll talk... Where would you put it, how to track it, and who you should counsel in, in, ter- in terms of taking a founder path loan or something like that. Um, so this is us, like I said, less about uh, us today, more about advice on what's out there. Um, and yeah, here's the history. So we had, um, you know, my pr- first part of my career was um, as an investor in private equity and hedge funds. Uh, invested in all sorts of assets. Then I became a SaaS guy, um, had a private equity exit as well. There were some, a few guys had the same. And what, and so I'm talking about this in in the context of what I witnessed as an investor and then also on the other side of the table as a a SaaS entrepreneur like all of you guys. Um, What at the time you only had, you had basically to sell in terms of an equity perspective, which would mean loss of control, loss of equity, right? All else equal, you're hoping to get a bigger round so you're getting a smaller piece of a bigger pie. That's the theory, right? But there are a lot of negatives that came with that. Debt, of course, you would maintain control, um, but a lot of covenants would regulate what you can and cannot do. A lot of paperwork, 
Um, and then the other thing you could do too is just bootstrap and, and, and toe the line, not take equity. Um, and it becomes the, the tortoise and the tortoise and the hare fable. You know, the downside is, you know, you won't, you may not be able to grow as fast as someone with capital. Um, but there's nothing wrong with that either. At, when I exited prior to that, we, we very much took this path. We kind of went for the slow growth path. So this is the dilemma you face, right? It's about losing control or losing power. Um, the nervousness, the intimidation, the paperwork, and even the risk of losing it all if you take debt. Um, and finally, you know, if you don't want either of those paths, you can kind of slog along as you have been. Um, so this is a little bit about this. So this here is an, um, a little bit too hard to read, but it's a closing, it's basically a closing doc. Um, this was a deal that was uh, very, actually it was, I think I can say it, it was um, the, what the famous story of when Michael Jackson bought Paul McCartney's royalties in the 1980s. Uh, he ended up, you know, that's why Paul McCartney hated it because it did so well. So this was Sony ATV and Michael Jackson. Very high quality um, pool of assets, but this is just one page of about eight pages at the closing. So this is about as gold standard as you could get from an investment. Even so, it still took five or six months to do. The point is, with private equity, even when there's a lot of enthusiasm from the other side of the table, it's a slog of many months, a, lot, a, a slog of stress. Anyone ever like bootstrapped or started their company on credit cards before? I have, I don't know if anyone else has. But common approach too, uh, it's scrappy, it's high interest, it's creative, but personally I would rather be buying guava and cheese cookies and pastelitos with my daughter with my credit card instead of, uh, instead of using it to fund a business. And then finally on the right, this is, a this is like a war room, I guess they called it, of an actual inside of a private equity firm. So this is them looking at you guys and your SaaS businesses, what they want to invest in, how they see it, how they're thinking about control and taking power from you. Um, that's the investor perspective. So this, on this page, we talk about debt. Like we said, the, the advantage of here is you can maintain control. Um, but even then, um, you know, for an SBA, which is low interest, very flexible, pretty borrower-friendly terms on the whole, it'll still take five or six months at, at the max. On the, on the fast end, maybe more like two months, but still, even after they pre-approve you in you know, month one, there might be three or four months of waiting, right? VC, same thing. They like the deal, they like you, but they're still gonna go through their processes. I've seen so many times where they say yes to you at first, and then they will retrade you, so your terms get worse at the very, very end, right? So uh, a yes is never 100%. Um, so both debt and equity and private equity and VC, they all do have their, their cons. It's not to say there's everything is bad, right? It will power you. It will give you more size. It will give you the capital and the fuel that you need to grow, right? Um, in many cases, with a secondary and with the debt, they will allow you to diversify and take cash out their wealth. That's very much a positive, right? Um, so it's permitted that when that capital comes in from VC or PE or debt, you can buy that dream home. You can do what you want with it. You can buy the dream car or invest into real estate, whatever you might. However, with all these advantages that they come with, I'm, the themes you've heard me talking about so far are the loss of ownership, the loss of control, the long processes, and just the new stresses. So um, those, that's the old way. So let's talk about what's on the table now. So a few people, including Nathan out there, saw a problem from their own issues. Um, other people beyond Nathan who came from the insurance world, who came from the uh, e-commerce world where David and Simran and I play, um, saw the same thing. 
So they thought there had to be a better way. They all had kind of these light bulb moments, right? Um, so they said, forget about um, the term sheets, forget about months and weeks of documentation. Um, we are proposing a product where you can get your money in days instead of weeks, right? And you can keep your SaaS. Use, it, use the money that comes in to grow it, invest in marketing, invest in engineering, or diversify into uh, other investment types. Um, finally, though, if you do take this capital, you know, the product out there, Pipe, Espresso, SaaS Capital, others, you do need to think about these things and, and talk to either a, a CPA, not just a bookkeeper, but someone, um, or do your, do your own calculations itself in terms of understanding the term, the flexibility, um, the APR it's going to cost you. So here's an example. This is actually obviously the founder path. We've plugged it in before, um, so you can see kind of how you can how easy it is in theory to get an estimate of how much capital you could use and with that capital again it would be wired out and you can use it to invest in sales marketing product engineering ops whatever you may use in this particular product um, one of the advantages that i think um, nathan's product does better than others is that there's no real restrictions as far last i heard on the uses so if you didn't if you already had a very high margin cash flowing machine and you didn't necessarily need to fuel sales or marketing for whatever reason, but you you know, 99% of your net worth in many ways is concentrated in your private business. So it's very, it's you might be definitionally wealthy on paper, right? But how do you unlock that wealth? It's illiquid. It's it's on paper. So this is one way you could do it: unlock the wealth, take the money, and put that into other things. Again, the S and P 500, um, a commercial building, buy a house for your mom, buy a house for yourself. Um, all permissible and all doable with this product. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products, that's plural, forward slash valuations. Again, both plural, founderpath.com forward slash products, forward slash valuations. So a little bit of what I talked about here was, you know, how you, well, well, back to this, you know, if you were to use this or pipe or espresso or SAS or lighter, um, the things I would tell you are to consider the various options and like do your research on each, consider the pros and cons, understand the restrictions. Some of them may not allow you to take out the money to put it into a commercial real estate investment or to seed another VC you would like to, if you wanted to invest the money and, and back a friend starting another company, for example. Um, however, ultimately, understanding those terms, understanding what it's going to cost you will make things uh, easier and um, you will feel less nervous about it in the long run. If you understand upfront the discount rate, the cost of capital, what it's truly going to cost you, this isn't free, right? They need to make their return too. So there is definitely a cost to you by taking a portion of your recurring revenue and accelerating it forward 12, 24, 36 months. That's amazing, right? It's not free though. So as long as you understand the cost associated with it 
and how it's going to be repaid, whether it's over 12 months, 24 months, that's what's, um, that's what's key to So before you take this, before you press the button, I would always recommend if, if finance is not your strong suit or accounting is not your strong suit, talk to someone you trust to get their spit take and just quickly do it. It doesn't need to be a complicated analysis, but quickly do a model in Excel to understand, okay, if I'm borrowing $100,000 today, what is that really going to cost me? How many, do, you know, how many thousands of dollars over the next 12 months or two years or three years. So I would re really recommend doing that. And I think what the, the, the Founder Path product that we have here, which is a big advantage over Pipe, um, you know, Pipe's out there, they're famous. I think Pipe's max term is 12, 12 months, right? So something like this, you may be able to get more like two, th two three years of financing. Um, I've heard there could be terms up to four or five years. So it gives you a lot of flexibility to bring forward the cash flows from the customers you've invested so hard and so much effort to win, now they're paying you recurring contracts and it's wealth, it's definitional wealth. Like why sell your business at 5X ARR when you could, and give up 100% of that when you can still control 100% of your business and bring forward a select period of contracts that are three to 5X ARR um, and use that money, like I said, to, to diversify, to unlock that liquidity. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, that's, I wanted to, to do this presentation more in the context of advice, understanding that it's not just, um, uh, yeah, so here it is, like, this is the idea, like, what we have is, a, you guys, definitionally wealthy, probably millions, if not more, in terms of what your business is, but it's on paper, it's illiquid, right? So this product is a, a new phenomenon that allows you to unlock that wealth, turn that into hundreds of thousands or millions in a matter of days, um, without having to worry about the paperwork, without having to worry about the, you know, the diligence, and do it into other things. Like I said, stocks, crypto, real estate, uh, real estate for your family. Or, you know, if you're doubling down into the sales and marketing engine too. Um, but before you do it, I would obviously talk to someone to make sure they're spit-taking in the right, all right, it's not going to be too expensive or too dilutive. Um, and yeah, I mean, any questions before I, I kind of get out of here, but I just wanted to make sure that, yeah. What is the cost to What I've seen in the market, it tends to be around 10%. So sometimes it's a little bit, eight, you know, kind of be, can be as low as eight. I've seen low teens as well. So the, the bogey I say is 10%, could be a little lower, kind of like 8%. Oftentimes I've seen kind of 12%, 13% as well. Um, what I understand, so what I've seen personally from FounderPath, they have a variety of criteria that look at your strength as a borrower, and that's going to influence both, one, the interest rate, and two, the repayment, meaning it's a one-year loan, a two-year loan, or a three-year loan. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything else? I think, I mean, that's another great path to, to liquidity. The issue, I would say, is do you want to still be involved heavily in the business or not? If so, if you do, you'd be giving up a lot more proportional control than otherwise. So if you do a secondary, you risk off and you've converted your illiquid wealth into cash, which you can do for whatever. But if you want to stay involved in that SaaS, you're going to give up a lot in terms of control, vote, vote voice. So you have to be prepared to face the person who just came in is going to have a lot more of an influential voice than you did. So I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just think be prepared to give up a lot that goes beyond just money. Like you'll unlock that money in day one,
but you're not going to have nearly as much of a voice going forward. Yeah. Um, what's nice is like, this is a way to do a secondary in the form of uh, that isn't going to harm or hamper you for the long run. If you've done, if you've done the calculations and say, I can pay back 10% a month over two years, right? Yeah, that's the, um, I don't know, like, debt world, that's the, the, the draconian stereo is like, back what you have, eh, sorry, back here, like debt world here, and debt world here, you know, if you can't repay, they're going to do everything they can to make sure they, like, all they care about is making an interest rate and getting their money back. So the horror stories of just like, you have to give the keys back and take it, while probably too exaggerated and untrue, um, there is going to be a huge emphasis on, on, on them get, making their money back one way or the other, whether it's from your SaaS business or other sources of income. Uh, with Lighter, with SaaS, I, I think it's a little bit more, it's dressed up in, the same, in a different way, but the most important thing is they need to see their money back. So... Um, one way or the other, if you're borrowing money, you're, you're expected and you're, it's an obligation to pay it back. Like, um, VC is one thing, like they're making bets and they're making bets and they're trying to get the 10x, the 20x outcome and some will come up with zero or 0 0.5 and they won't return their capital. However, um, with debt, it's, it's very imperative that you're, you're serious about paying back the money because they will have legal kind of mechanisms to, to take the SaaS and take control or find ways to get their money back. Yeah. Uh, no. So the good news on this too. Um, so the the bet this uh, I said the the good news. This is an SBA example. So again, low interest right now. It's t tends to be seven percent or so, which is not bad for small businesses. Very flexible terms um, in terms of repayment, and often you can have ten years to pay back SBA. Lots of paperwork and as he just said, personal guarantee. So one of the big drawbacks to SBAs is requires you to put personal guarantee, meaning the other question about what happens if you can't pay it back, you gotta find another way to pay it back. That means, you know, finding another job, selling, you know, liquidating collateral, selling your home, putting a HELOC on. The SBA, because this, the, you know, this program here is a government-backed program, and so it's almost taxpayer money you're playing with and you have to pay it back. That's why there's a personal guarantee. With Nathan's product and Pipe and Espresso and Lighter, as far as I know, almost every one of them do not have a personal guarantee. Um, and for some of you who came from, I know a lot of us were, traveled from not US, I traveled from Miami, but some, some, of, some of you guys were London, Amsterdam, I saw already. Um, Nathan's product allows you to borrow in this, you know, one of the, you know, the, the, the one of the, the biggest machines about the U.S. is the the ease it is to start a business, the ease it is to raise capital. So even if you're incorporated in Netherlands, uh, in the U.K., Southeast Asia, wherever, you can borrow using FounderPath, and again without a personal guarantee. Um, that may change. Others uh, and the and the market may change, but as far as you know, that's the other big advantage that these guys have versus, say, an SBA loan. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah.